Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroni for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And what I'd like to talk to you all about today is, do governments and regulators need to help with our individual budgets? The budgets that we have in our daily lives, the accounts that we hold, the expenses and the savings amounts that we are putting in place for ourselves. Before I get into this podcast, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as legal or financial advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So do the governments need to help us individually about managing our money? Now, there's a lot of different avenues for people to get assistance with management of money. Um, My budget comes to mind. Um, There's financial advisors out there, people coaching other people about their own individual financial situations, making sure that they've got plans and strategies in the place and they can do simple things like a budget. Now, maybe it's not a case of people putting in the time or having the effort to put their financial details in a spreadsheet for them to know exactly what's happening with their finances. They're too accustomed at the moment um, to, to, be, to succumb to some of these things that all the you know marketing that's out in the, in the marketplace for us all to say, go and use your credit card, get personal debt, um, look to these quick money lenders, look to things like Afterpay. You know, previously it was Layby but now it's gone to Afterpay. So there's a lot of different areas for us to seek out short-term finance and does that put people in a worse off situation? So do government and governments and regulators need to step in or have they actually allowed too much to actually happen and us as individuals need to be aware about what we're doing? Now, if you go through the years of education you've had in schooling, or you're going through right now. If I look back to myself at school, we didn't really have too much education when it came to money. There was a whole thing, an idea around the Commonwealth Bank giving out the dollar mine accounts or setting up dollar mine accounts for us as kids. And the focus for parents and schools and, and to teach us was the whole thing about saving money, seeing money go in your account, getting the interest on that money, that is being put into the account and grow that over time. So as a simple principle, it's a really good idea to train people to think about the whole idea about savings. Less expenses, more savings, the higher you're gonna create wealth. That's a simple, basic strategy. But some people get caught up in, like I said, these credit cards, personal loans, afterpay, things like that. That puts them in a difficult financial situation. So I don't know, if we really need to actually do things a lot differently. There's obviously people are trying to promote different areas of finance and we've got individuals looking to actually put things on finance because they want things immediately. Um, They're talking about generation now or having that instant gratification of things and I think a lot of people are looking for those and there's a lot of temptations that are out there. So governments at times will let things go a little bit looser and then things will tighten up if they do see economic problems uh, potentially coming up. So I wanted to talk to you about a couple of key points in regards to, I guess, the high level thought about property and finance and about government regulation that's going on that uh, makes us think a little bit differently about how we should be putting ourselves in a a picture and what we should 
do in terms of plans and strategies moving forward with some of the regulation that is coming in and going out at different times. So my first key point is that the housing market in Sydney and Melbourne did grow by about 20, oh, sorry, 60 to 70 percent between 2012 and 2017 due to a lots of easy lending and interest only lending that was happened during that time. Now, if you think about it, that grew the market. The availability of finance really took shape. There was obviously population increases, job creations, infrastructure spending. A lot of that was happening. But the real big trigger was the, the availability of finance, um, cheaper finance and easier finance, and that interest only where you didn't have to pay down the principal at least for the first five years of that property. So we, when we think about this, we're just like, were they governments and the regulators irresponsible at first? Are they putting people in a situation where they're taking on this extraordinary amount of debt and they're in situations that they're not going to be able to repay it within the term of that loan, whether that's 25 or 30 years. And the whole premise of it was about was to borrow as much money as possible within the requirements that they set. But the requirements were a little bit, well, there were quite a lot of gray areas around that and a little bit of loose lending was happening. And I guess that's been drawn back a little bit by some of the regulators really stepping in during 2016-17 to actually change things up, put the brakes on in terms of interest-only lending and the amount of growth in investor lending, and also in regards to those serviceability requirements when it comes to loans. So some of those gray areas and the loose lending practices have really been tightened up and they've been tightened up a lot. So that's where we've seen the fallback in property prices, especially in Sydney and Melbourne, where they've seen declines by about 10% in both cities during 2018. And I foresee that we'll continue to have that unless some of these tight lending restrictions that are in place right now are changed or loosened up a little. Again, it goes back to the regulators turning on the tap, turning off the tap um, when they feel things are, are changing or things are going. But I just wonder, if you had the same standards time after time and let the market decide on some of these things, in terms of price, are we gonna have that frenzied activity for a short amount of time? It's having that boom and bust situation. And that really creates a situation where we find that the rich get richer and the poorer get poorer because if you've not got a situation where you're highly educated about these things, you're in the market every day, and you're going about your business and you're not really focused on what the market's doing, you're not buying at the right time and you're not selling at the right time. So that's where, like I said, the rich get richer and the poorer get poorer. My second point I'd like to make is, are Australians debt hungry? Are we more spenders than savers? Now, if you go back in years gone past, a lot of people were paying for things when they had the cash available rather than getting into debt. And you can get into debt in terms of um, equipment finance. You can get in terms of car finance. You can get in terms of personal finance. I talked about afterpay and and obviously with when it comes to home loans. People taking on too much debt. We're talking about people having $800,000, $900,000 mortgages in some areas of Sydney. And obviously, if you get up to the $3 million, $5 million bracket, people got larger amounts of debt, but often that lower 
loan to value ratios. But that aside, it, we're seeing more and more debt coming in the marketplace. Our level of debt is higher than was prior to the GFC. It's been growing year on year on year. So there's a consideration that people are taking on too much risk and the regulators have stepped in to bring that down. There's a lot more principal and interest lending happening right now. The rates on principal and interest loans are at least a half a percent, if not a whole percent cheaper than going interest only. So there's a lot of situations where the lenders are making available cheaper rates for principal and interest loans on the back of what some of the regulators are putting in place. So the incentive is really for people to pay down a lot of that debt. Now that's gonna help in terms of the economy and, and I guess the delinquencies and the failure of you know potential lack of failures in the marketplace when it comes to people's own homes and or investment properties. So we're not gonna get into a situation where there might be a significant amount of mortgagee and possession sales um, you know, people that are having to sell in a quick amount of time to avoid bankruptcy and things like that. So there's always going to be those mortgaging in possession sales because people have life, you know, life things happen. So, you know, there might be job losses, might be an injury or death or something might happen to them and they might need to sell quickly because of circumstances. So we're always going to see those situations happen, but it's, at the moment, because of some of the breaks that are being put on by the serviceability and the, and the lenders out there, we might see less of that happen in future years because of the situation of the, the tighter lending that has happened. But on the back of that, because there's more availability for the debt in regards to small amounts or even large amounts available out in the marketplace, now we're seeing more spenders rather than savers than probably we've seen years back. And I haven't got the exact numbers on these, but it's a it's a, a cultural shift that has really happened where people are looking for that instantaneous purchase and looking to ways to get that product, get that service straight away, because that's what they want and that's what they need. And maybe what they want and maybe what they need could be either or. So, you know, and I remember a statistic that came through from the Australian Bureau of Statistics in regards to um, the amount of people that live from paycheck to paycheck. And it's around about 47%. That was back in 2016. And I imagine that number is probably around about that same figure as it is now, but that's a significant amount of the population that has struggled each and every week to pay their rent, pay their bills. And why is that? Are they more spenders than savers? That is the question. And people are using more credit cards and more afterpay and more things in financial sense, and they're putting themselves behind the eight ball. The third point I like to make in regards to the governments and the regulators is around the property investing going to create wealth for individuals. There are people, is it really gonna create that, that wealth? You know, because there are people out there that actually do get into property investing and lose money. You know, there's a situation where if I bought my first property back in 2002 at the peak of the market in Sydney, where if I sold that property in the first five years, I would have made a loss on that property. But because I hold it and it was patient and focused on that long-term growth, then I was able to make money eventually. Obviously, if I was to go, if I was putting myself back in that 2002 situation, I wouldn't have bought in Sydney, 
Of course, it was at the peak of the market. So I made some mistakes on my first purchase. Learned a lot from those mistakes. But I guess for individuals right now, we need to think about um, is the property investing side of things actually going to create that wealth? And we've got to look to certain situations about what governments and regulators are doing in the marketplace to see what we're going to be able to do in terms of our plans and strategies in future to make sure that we don't aren't really as affected by what the governments and the regulators are doing and we keep on top of our budgets and we have those cash buffers in place and then we're putting in position um, low interest rates on our loans and we're not having to go to high rates and low doc loans to get finance because we're taking on too much risk. So we put ourselves in the best situation to create that wealth and keep in mind what those regulators and, and governments are doing in terms of the financial space. So that's where I say that the savvy will go through um, at times that are tough in terms of what regulators are doing. And I've had conversations with financial advisors and brokers and a lot of people and accountants and a lot of people are using these situations right now where things are kind of unsure about what's happening in the economy and what's happening in property, what's happening in lending to actually set themselves up for the future and maybe in the next six months or 12 months to take some action when it comes to property investing because they can actually see the opportunities that are here now or are going to come up in future. So that's the realization that set yourself up in terms of structure, in terms of savings, um, in terms of moving money in different locations within accounts to actually put yourself in a better position to make that purchase when those opportunities come up. And I'm seeing a lot of that right now. So be wary of what the governments and the regulators do, do put in place. Are they putting in a pace in, in terms of self-interest as a government or in terms of um, public companies or private companies out there who have potentially some influence and in what goes on with some of those governments or regulators in the marketplace? And, and how is that really going to have an impact on us individually? Well, if you want to, you're going to see an impact individually or worry about what governments and regulators are going to do, you really have to start with your own individual circumstances, looking at your budgets, looking at your buffers and so forth to get yourself in a position to avoid some of these tight lending restrictions or other changes that happen that are going to affect property, investing, debt, um, currencies and other things in that regards in terms of financial so that you can be best positioned financially to make better moves in future. So hopefully that helps you think about those government regulators and, and the need to help individuals because there are some issues with people individually you know, spending too much money and not saving enough money and not budgeting well and not putting their cash buffers in place because we see all too often the situations where there are mortgagee and possession sales there are bankruptcies, there are businesses that go bust. So all these things are happening out on a daily basis. And I guess as a property investor, we're looking at all these opportunities that are out there and looking for clients to take on these opportunities that present themselves so that they can work on their, their own investment wealth. So think about those things moving forward in terms of budgets, in terms of regulators, and hopefully that helps you think about how to plan and strategize your future. 
If you'd like to talk about this particular topic or your current circumstances, do please give me a call on 0400-332-377. And thank you for tuning in. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.